What's up? It is Esports Live on this Wednesday. Glad to have everybody along. Going to talk about the Titans and the things that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel must do together uh, to get the Titans to a Super Bowl championship uh, off of the news that the Titans have extended the contracts of both GM John Robinson and head coach Mike Vrabel. So we'll talk about that, what all that means uh, when it comes to uh, these two guys and uh, what they're aligned to do together in the future. Because I know Luke Warshin filled in for Buck last night on A to Z Sports Primetime as Buck was flying out to L.A. He'll be live from Super Bowl Radio Row Thursday, uh, tonight and Thursday night for A to Z Sports Primetime. But Luke talked about the best accomplishments that Vrabel and John Robinson have done in the past. Well, Zach and I are going to smooth this thing forward uh, kind of off of Luke's conversation last night with you guys on primetime. So the three things that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel must do to bring the Titans a Super Bowl championship in their second contracts with the organization. I've got all three things. Excited to uh, talk about that with you guys. And Zach has no idea what my three things are. So we'll do that. We'll ask you guys to grade uh, John Robinson's first six seasons as Titans GM and then we'll grade Mike Vrabel's first four seasons as Titans head coach. Then we'll talk about some betting long shot MVP odds for the Super Bowl via BetMGM. We'll talk about who the most likely long shot is for that MVP. And then it is Wednesday, so we'll throw shade at the end of the show. So, Zach, welcome in. Hope your Wednesday's off to a good start. And by the way, we are should be live on Twitter uh, again, as that looks like it's working. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we are. Um, Twitter's a weird place. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It hasn't been working since late November, and then here we are, early February. October, late October. <laughs> so even longer. Um, yes. But you know what? Uh, screw Twitter. That's kind of how I think. You know, screw Twitter. Uh, I'm I, We're YouTube, baby. That, that's the best and easiest way, YouTube and Facebook, uh, to get – and interact with us because also Twitter's got a problem is uh, it's hard for us to see the comments when you're commenting on Twitter. So I, look, you can view, you can watch if that is your, uh, your medium on how you read your digital newspaper every day. Hey, good for you. But I would, I would chug along over to YouTube and our Facebook subscribe to our YouTube channel. I mean, you can follow us on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting out the YouTube link anyway, but uh, now we're on back on all, all four platforms. So spreading the A to Z wealth this off season, even further Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, welcome in the real OGs. You've been with us since day one. Uh, share the show, like our page. If you haven't already, we're we're nearing 100,000 uh, and we need your help. So share the show. We need to pop up in your Facebook friends news feed for that to happen. And uh, we are live today on a Wednesday. We got shade later on in the day. So get your shade ready and let's get this party started. Uh, extensions. I wonder what the first thing that old Vrabes and, and J-Rob are going to buy, maybe for them or their family. Now that they got an extension, or is it just back to the grind? Is it a is it a nice Hawaiian vacation? I, I don't know. That, that, that's a good question. Maybe we can follow that up after we grade these guys. If you were either of them, what would be your first purchase after the extension? Or do you have to get back to work? I don't know. These are all good questions. Let's talk about it.
Yep, let's do it officially. Uh, welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's on demand sports network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out for your brand new ride and make them a part of your car buying process in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. They have better coverage, better rates, and better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So yes, it came out not anything that's like super surprising, uh, but the Titans have extended the contracts of uh, John Robinson, the general manager, and of Mike Vrabel, the head coach. Now, the thing about the NFL uh, and what franchises don't have to do at all is they don't have to tell us how long these contract extensions are. They don't have to tell us how much money these contract extensions are. What we did know is that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel had their contracts align for five-year deals when Mike Vrabel was hired going into the 2018 season. So therefore, they were about to enter the last year of that deal for the 2022 season. So instead of having a lame duck year for both the head coach and the GM, you sign them back up again for I don't know how long, but overall, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a great deal. It's the right decision for the Titans to do this. And I think a, a pretty easy decision overall by the organization and Amy Adams Strunk to say, yeah, let's keep this thing going with the GM and the head coach. Zach, uh, what was your initial reaction to seeing that news come out yesterday afternoon? Well, uh, I'm not surprised, as you said. I think that the that was all earned, not given. I think what John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have done together has been pretty impressive for the city of Nashville, obviously the franchise and the fan base. And, you know, the, you know, at the end of the day, we criticize uh, because that is our job. I mean, we criticize, we critique. We also uh, sit there and 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 look at what the body of work is but we also recognize the good that has occurred over the last several seasons. You know, Mike Vrabel has said this time and time again, and I, I don't know, it resonates with me because I think that he feels it because he has been at the top of the mountain. You know, 31 teams are going to be upset about their season every single year. And I think, you know, Titans fans are feeling that earlier than they want to, right? They hope that they never feel that feeling, but it's tough. Right. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday, either the Bengals or the Rams. I mean, imagine, you know, all the hype. Let's say the Titans get to the Super Bowl. You get all the hype and then you get there and maybe you lose by, you know, 17 points and it's it's not even a game. Or, you know, Raiders Bucks back in the day. That was a blowout. We've seen blowouts before. Now, how does that feel? So 31 teams won't feel good about their season. But what John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have done from where this franchise has been and where it is now. Uh, it's very, very impressive. I think both deserve this extension, whatever uh, yeah. the years and the money is. I, I, that's not disclosed. But we do recognize the work that is put in. Now, do we criticize the players playing and how they handle things and being very uh, close to the vest when it comes to injuries or trying to play you know, the game with the media? Yeah, but that's also kind of the fun of the banter between franchise and whether it's media or 
public perception. So uh, well-deserved, but you got to get to the top to get A-pluses. So we're going to grade these bad boys. Yes. None of them will get A-pluses in my book because they haven't won a Super Bowl. Right. But – I think they'll get adequate grades based on their resume. Right. So let's, uh, I've got, before we grade uh, these two guys and what they've done for J Rob the last six years and for Vrabel the last four seasons as head coach. So, but, you know, I've always talked about like, how can you take that next step? And I've got my three things that these two guys must do together to get the Titans a Super Bowl championship in this second contract for the both of them. Right. So, uh, when J Rob took over, as Titans GM, the Titans went five and twenty-seven in the two seasons before he took over uh, with previous leadership Rustin Webster and uh, the other coaching staff. Right, five and twenty-seven in two back-to-back years before John Robinson. He went nine and seven, nine and seven, and I was always saying like getting from five and twenty-seven to eighteen and fourteen was the easier part. It's easier to go from the dumpster up to the, you know, middle of the league, above average, contending for the playoffs. The real hard part is to go from contending to the playoffs to being in the playoffs every year and raising your level to contend for an actual championship. And so they've been able to do that by winning the AFC South in back-to-back years, but they haven't been able to get to the top and win a Super Bowl. So I'll start. The three things they must do, Zach, in the next contract for both of them is one, and I'm going to start with the most important because it is the most important. The Tennessee Titans in the next two years have to draft their Super Bowl winning quarterback, not sign and trade for Aaron Rodgers, not Russell Wilson, not sign Tom Brady in six months when he decides to come out of retirement because he said, never say never. I don't know how I'm going to feel in six months, not any of those veteran quarterbacks, but the Tennessee Titans, in my opinion, have to draft their Super Bowl champion quarterback in the next two years. Is it this year? I don't know. Probably kind of doubt it with the crop of quarterbacks that are coming out uh, with you know, the kid from Liberty and Ritter from Cincinnati, along with your guy Corral at Ole Miss and some of the other quarterback prospects, not the not the most exciting crop of quarterbacks, but you've got to draft that guy because the Bengals are showing you how you draft that guy and you can have an opportunity when he, hold on, I'm not done. I will let you react to yeah, all Let me react to one by one. Well, I just want to admit, let me I, react I one like, by one because I'm already I was out on this before you cut off, before you even finish that sentence. I didn't but say anything. Mind, I didn't say anything. You, I raised you, my hand. You, okay. All right. So. <laughs> Do you not know how class works? We're about to grade. I, raised I didn't ask hand. anybody to raise their hands. That's not. We don't raise hands on this show. We don't do that. Uh, we do whatever the hell we want to do. So, yes, right. we do. I was so, being polite. I could have cut your ass off. The Titans have to draft their franchise and Super Bowl winning quarterback in the next two years, Zach. Now you can speak. So you were done. All right, so I disagree with this adamantly because I believe that there's different ways to skin a cat nowadays. This era of football, I think, has proven that you can go get the veteran quarterback and win a Super Bowl. Yes, is it more? Uh, is it better or easier to draft your franchise quarterback, sign him to a long-term deal, and have him for 10 years? Austin, you know where the Titans draft this year? 26th. 26. You can't find Joe Burrow at 26. So you can't compare the number one overall quarterback. Even Josh Allen, you can't find at 26. 
you can't find Patrick Mahomes at 26. Oh, so I know I, that. And before you were going to cut me off when you said I was finished, when I was, I just ended my, um, I ended that was my up to you. you. You did that yeah, because I wanted to move on uh, and let you speak because you were antsy. Right. So yeah, you can't find Patrick Mahomes at 26, but the chiefs were at 27 and they went and got him. And that's my overall point is I don't care where you're drafting the next two years whether it's 26 this season or 28, 29, whatever it is, the hell it is next season, go get your guy. That's the point. You have to be aggressive and you have to go get your quarterback in the next two drafts. Is it this year? I doubt it. But you have to go be aggressive, fall in love with a quarterback that's worth falling in love with. Don't just draft one to just draft one. If it's not this year, make it next year because next year's a lot better when it comes to the quarterbacks. So, but it's go get your quarterback in the draft and do it that way, not by trading for a 38 or 40 or 45 year old quarterback like they could do with Rodgers or Tom Brady or whoever it else might may be. Yeah, draft just, your guy. That's it's my just opinion. difficult because you've looked at the 10-year span that they lost all of that fan base in which you mentioned last week, and what happened? They missed on those quarterbacks, and those are top 10 guys in Jake Locker and Vince Young. So if you miss, you're screwed. And in today's age, and back then, ten that during that 10-year era, it wasn't okay to go trade for Matthew Stafford or go try to grab Russell Wilson or trade for an unhappy Kyler Murray or something like that, who, again, that, that's all Instagram uh, high school drama. But today's age, I think it has changed. So the reason, look, I, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying I'm out on your take to say that the Titans, you know, drafting a quarterback is bad. I think drafting a quarterback can be good. Now, their history of John Robinson's history of drafting quarterbacks, <laughs> real bad yeah, in yeah, the back drafted, half of the draft. But he's drafted two guys in the sixth round. So it's, it's also, but it's also assessing a young talent. I mean, right. uh, I'm well, not, I'm not it, holding it completely against him, but those guys weren't not, they weren't, uh, Austin, they weren't only bad, they were cut. <laughs> no, they, they were, they were terrible. It. They that one one Luke Falk was in the sixth and Cole McDonald was in the seventh and I told you that was a that's a waste of a pick. I don't, that's I don't, a, I don't hold that against him. I'm just no, saying as you should. That's not a true representation of John Robinson's quarterback evaluation. It, it's a flyer on a guy who you think might be able to fit and become a career backup you can rely on, and it didn't work out. So whatever you move on. But again, why I think you have to draft this, and I and we've talked about this before. General managers and John Robinson will be judged by the court, the franchise quarterback that they draft. Now they were able to delay that by getting Ryan Tannehill as a three or four year situation. But if you want to have a long-term goal in a long-term tenure with a franchise as the general manager, you draft your guy and you hit on your guy. But if you cannot draft your guy and you continuously have to pay veteran quarterback money as that continues to grow, 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 so then the you're salary gonna, cap continues to grow, grow, grow. Right, but I'm the not, I'm not but the quarter, on this. the quarterbacks will always count, account for a large percentage of the salary cap, regardless if the salary cap is 225, 225 million, or 325 million. The quarterback's going to count 15. That that's just and, how it's going to be, right? But as I've said, when the playoffs come, you're going to be down or up by seven or three points with five minutes to go. At some point in time, 
And you know who's going to make the difference in wins and losses? It's going to be that quarterback. And drafting quarterbacks to get you to that point where you can look, look at Josh Allen's climb. Lost to Houston in the first round, then made it to the AFC Championship game. Then we saw this past year, lost in a shootout. So all of Josh Allen, who will be there for you know the foreseeable future, he ain't going anywhere in Buffalo. He also you also have to go through growing pains. Sure. So if you draft a guy, your growing pains are now going to be probably two to three to four years. Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick. You're not going to have that luxury. You're not even going to have the close to that type of guy no, that saying, can have and set that standard. All I'm saying is you saying all this, it is very difficult. Sure. I think it is more difficult for a GM to go trade up and take a chance on a mid-round, first-round quarterback than go out and trade a couple of first-round picks for a veteran quarterback that you know if there's 325 on the clock in a playoff game or two minutes and you need three points, he's not going to throw a pick around midfield. All right. So again, I'll, I'll say my entire first point concisely and then I can move on to my second point. The Titans need to trade or draft, excuse me, the Titans need to draft their Super Bowl champion quarterback in the next two years because I think drafting that quarterback is more sustainable than signing or trading for a veteran guy who's going to cost a large chunk of your cap. That's my but, overall but, point. But right? very also more difficult. Yes, it is very difficult. It takes a risk. I said last week or whenever you were out in Dallas working uh, for A to Z Dallas, I talked to Jack. I was saying that the, the Chiefs trading from 27 up 17 spots to get Mahomes was a was a feast or famine, was a win a Super Bowl or get your ass fired from the Chiefs GM, head coach, and scouting department. Ended up working. It was feast, uh, and they were able to win, and they've been uh, in a lot of big games as of late. All right, so I'm going to get to my second two things that, 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 that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel must accomplish in their second contracts to get the Titans a Super Bowl. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life for you, make sure you know who to go to, you know who to trust. Boneandjointtn.org, their main campus in Franklin is state-of-the-art. Also, satellite campuses uh, in Nolansville, Thompson Station, and Brentwood. Just hit them up at boneandjointtn.org. Yep, A to Z Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Won a little bit of cash on Chris Paul points last night. That was actually a really good game for uh, 76ers. And the Suns. And then uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Give me that over. He had 44 points. Uh, the over-under was at 30 and a half. So cash that thank to BetMGM. You can put money back into your pockets with BetMGM. And download the app today on your Apple or Android store. All right, so I'm going through my three things that uh, John Robinson and Mike Grable must do together uh, to win the Titans a Super Bowl in their restructured uh, extended contracts as GM and head coach unit. So my first thing was draft your franchise quarterback in the next two years. Uh, my second thing is to modernize the offensive philosophy. Uh, that is something that must be done. So the first one is a joint combo between J-Rob and Vrabel to identify a quarterback and draft said quarterback. The second one is more on Mike Vrabel to you know recognize 
what your offensive philosophy is and recognize what the ceiling of said philosophy might be and to update that along with whatever the quarterback is that you draft. And look, is Derrick Henry going to be a part of a Super Bowl for the Tennessee Titans? I highly doubt it because Derrick Henry's contract is two more years. He'll be approaching 30 uh, after that is done. And so you will have to move on from your Derrick Henry-led philosophy offensively at some point within Vrabel and Robinson's tenure. And so I think with that, you've got to modernize your offensive philosophy, get fun, get schemed up, and be more than that vanilla-ass offense we watched a lot this past year with Todd Downing. Your passing game concepts have to be better designed than what they've been the last couple of years. And so number two on my list is modernize the Titans' offensive philosophy. All right, I don't vague dis- and broad, but there it is. No, no, no. I don't disagree with this take. And I, I think, and you've said this before, this is going to be a revolving door because you have a defensive-minded head coach. You're going to have a bunch of offensive coordinators over the next five to ten years. You, As long as Vrabel's the head coach, you're going to have that because they're going to keep picking them off, whether it's LaFleur, whether it is Arthur Smith. I don't know if Todd Downing's going to get picked off. But if your offense is good and you do revolutionize and evolve, you're the guy's going to leave, right? They're going to get head coaching opportunities. This is my best analogy. You have to do what Nick Saban did with Alabama when Lane Kiffin came in as the offensive coordinator. You've got to kind of be able to see the future and say, we can't play pound the rock football over the next decade. We've got to spread them out. We've got to find some dynamic, obviously tight ends and wide receivers, and we've got to find a quarterback that can make plays whether that quarterback is a seasoned veteran or a guy that you you want to draft, uh, it doesn't matter. He's got to be able to get the job done in the playoffs. I, I, I This is correct. You cannot – and here's the thing. You can't run the football and play good defense in this era of football and have a quarterback that makes mistakes in big games. That's what has happened the next the last three years. They and, haven't done enough. And you have to be able to figure out what is your bucket. What's your go-to play to get a bucket when you need it? The Titans don't have that in the passing game, right? Well, the the closest thing they have is the slant route to A.J. Brown. That is their bucket. That was their bucket all uh, of, not this season, last season, right? That was the bucket, and they did that very well. But you're right. But look, you could find excuses to say, well, Julio and, and Ryan Tannehill didn't have enough time to find their bucket. The tight end position, there is no bucket. That but, bucket is yeah. empty. But after, like every good basketball, uh, you know, design play is you have option A, which is the 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 AJ Brown slant. But you have to have the counter options off of it once the team starts picking that up. And the Titans don't have that. You know, because well, everybody ne- either was hurt or no good after right. AJ Brown. Yes, <laughs> but again, I'm talking schematically. Like schematically, they like I truly feel like the Titans don't have a coordinator who can just scheme open a first down on third and seven. Like it, I just I don't have that trust level with the passing game concepts and the play designs. Well, if you uh, you heard what Vrabel said, and he said exactly what I think I said when we heard about Tim Kelly. They are trying to do the exact same thing that they did with Jim Schwartz. He quoted that. He literally said, hey, we brought Jim Schwartz in and our defense improved. 
we're bringing Tim Kelly in, and hopefully our offense improves just the same way. So and the good thing is Tim Kelly has a higher title than Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz is just vague defensive assistant. Tim Kelly at least does have passing game coordinator next to his name. But you're, and this is going to be harsh, okay? So you're going to piss away Henry like you pissed away Jarrell Casey and Delaney Walker's career, yep. and it's just going to be gone. And the one of the greatest running backs that we've seen in NFL history, I would say not the greatest, but one of is Derrick Henry. He has done things that, I mean, are unfathomable, whether it's 99 yards or stiff arming people into the bleachers. And you're going to piss that away here in the next few years because of father time in the position. And he's a physical running back. He runs hard. He's had his first big injury th this past season. Now, fixable, you have surgery, you move forward. But, you know, father time's undefeated. So you're going to have sure. to figure out a way in the next two to three years, as we're talking about, to be able to grab a Super Bowl or at least a Super Bowl appearance with 22 in your backfield. Yeah, and I and again, the Titans are longer odds to get that over the next two years. But again, like, and Nate says, preach, Zach. Tannehill is literally wasting Henry's window. I don't think it's Ryan Tannehill. I think it's just the overall... Well, franchise. He, yeah, he, 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 and look, that's harsh too, but that's the fact of the matter. Ryan Tannehill is the reason why they lost in their best possible situation going into a Super Bowl run. The reason why they failed was because of Ryan Tannehill throwing three interceptions, his first pass and his last one. That is the facts. 17 was the reason. That was an opportunity for Derrick Henry, who wasn't 100% to get another week, and maybe he gets closer to that in the championship game. Right. Who knows? But Ryan, it is Ryan Tannehill's fault, and he will he will have to bear that weight for here, honestly, for the rest of his Titans career, right. and so, maybe for the rest of his football career. Okay, so this is just a uh, hypothetical question that we will probably have a topic on later on in the offseason. But at some point, the Titans will have to move on from Derrick Henry as primary to Derrick Henry as secondary. Because if you look at the two teams in the Super Bowl this weekend, you've got primary weapon, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. Secondary weapons, Cam Akers coming back from the Achilles. And then you also have Joe Mixon, right? Joe Mixon and Cam Akers are both really high-level running backs, but they are not the lead weapon in their offense. They are not the volume guy that Derrick Henry is. And so at some point, do the Titans switch to primary A.J. Brown, secondary Derrick Henry? It all depends on the quarterback because Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow can execute that. If you go look at what the Chiefs and the Bucks were last Super Bowl, you had primary Mike Evans, secondary playoff Lenny. Then you've got primary Tyreek Kill slash Travis Kelsey, secondary insert playoff Damian here, right? So that's where those the last four Super Bowl teams have had that primary offensive weapon as the wide receiver where you still need to run the ball. Like, you still have to be able to go get those tough yards when you can and to establish run and have a threat of run, but it's all about the primary wide receiver first. And, and you're, I, I don't disagree with a single thing that you just said. I think the problem is is that Ryan Tannehill can't be a, the primary guy to focus on the new primary guy. Which is he why you have, have to draft your guy in the next have, two years, right? You can go get some guy. Do not think that you cannot go find and trade for something. We've seen it. Too many times Again, in recent I, history. I, I just think Ryan Tannehill's contract doesn't make me feel like that is actually going to happen. I feel like they are way more likely to go draft for their next quarterback high than they are uh, go swing for the fences for a veteran guy.
you're more likely to find your bust doing that at 26. All right. So tell um, me, I, I, know, I know, I want you to do this research and uh, for the rest of the week. And I, I cause I, I don't want to put you on the spot. That's not fair. If you take Patrick Mahomes out and I, I can think of one other guy, but where has consistently been successful of being in the low twenties and either trading up, look, Lamar Jackson was traded or was drafted at, at the end of 32. the round, right? Yep. But you also have your doubts on the longevity of, uh, of Lamar Jackson, which you've said time and time again. When has that worked as successful or close to successful where franchises have been in a stable spot for at least seven to eight years by trading up from the low or the, the, the bottom of the first round to go target their guy I think it is an anomaly. I don't think it happens very often. So if you are trying to do that to this franchise, I may be wrong. You may come up with like three other uh, situations Man, I, where it's happened. You know, my my but other. It's so hard that you are telling this franchise to do something that rarely works. Right, because it takes big happens. nuts to go do it. And and I think J-Rob and Vrabel have those. They just have to find their guy. You're going to lose more times than not. Sure. Okay. So, you, you know, you've got... Uh, the two examples of like the late first round quarterbacks that have been hits that I can think of off the top of my head that are not necessarily the trade up to go get them type of thing, but Aaron Rodgers who fell to 24 and then you've got Lamar Jackson who was at 32. Those are the two guys. That's the, that's the positive sales job that you can do on this scenario to team along with the Patrick Mahomes situation. So we'll talk about, we can say that for another day, but again, I'm not saying it's this year. I'm not saying it's got to be this year, or next year, go find someone. No, it is. It's got to be this year or next year. Yeah. You, this year, right? next year. So, no, so but not necessarily this year. So and, I, and, I'm, and I'm again, I don't know what next year's drafts going to look like. I kind of have a better idea about this year's draft than next year's draft, obviously. So, but again, all my three things kind of go hand in hand in hand, right? So my three things, draft their Super Bowl champion quarterback in the next two years, modernize the offensive philosophy to match that young quarterback. And then the third thing is more on J-Rob than it is Vrabel, just like the second thing was more on Vrabel than J-Rob. The third thing is keep the Titans defensive front together. You got to bring that band back and you can do that. And it's, and it's easier to do that with rookie quarterback contract than veteran quarterback contract because I know this. I know Jeff Simmons is just going to get better. Bud Dupree has, I think, the next three years that you can feel good about Bud Dupree. Harold Landry, I probably think it's another three or four years, but you got to get him back now. And Danico Autry has another two, right? So I think if you can keep three of those four guys together – for the next five years, you feel good about that as you continue to fill in the back of end of that with new younger draft picks to cycle through, right? So I think keeping the core defensive front together is my third of this. That you know, but that's easier with a cheaper quarterback. So that those are my three things. I think you you have the ability to do that with you know Autry, Simmons, and Dupree, Harold Landry. He's just going to be too hard to keep. He's I agree. Just, he's going to be too expensive. The Jets or some other trash team is going to pay him a king's ransom that the Titans aren't willing to do. They did that last year with Bud Dupree. So, uh, and I will say that on February 9th, the biggest surprise of the offseason to me will be if the Titans retain and sign Harold Landry to a long-term deal. 
And it's not because I don't think they, I think they want to. I just don't think that they will be able to. This is Harold Landry's opportunity to set his family tree uh, up for, you know, generational wealth because he's, he's in a pass rusher uh, position. That's an industry and a market that yields massive, massive, close to $100 million contracts. So, uh, I, and Charles, I agree, need to keep Harold. And maybe, look, I haven't gone and dug deep enough. Uh, Larry, Landry will get tagged. I do th- no. just think that position is too expensive no, to tag. No, you can't tag. Like, like everybody who, again, I feel like every year in February, we have a new like training session on what the franchise tag is. And what the franchise tag means. The franchise tag means you're going to pay ungodly hide salary to a player where all of that salary, 100% of it, is going to count on this season's salary cap. The Titans cannot afford to use the franchise tag. They do not have the cap space to afford for $17 million of a cap hit for Harold Landry. If they sign him to a five-year deal for $100 million, his cap hit in year one could be like eight. Right. So like by the way, you structure that. So there's zero points to franchise tag. Like it, two years ago when they franchise tag Derrick Henry, they had the flexibility and space to do that, but they used that to buy them time to re- negotiate a new deal. They don't have the ability to franchise tag anybody right now with space. Uh, I, so you're not going to use it. So that's Charles, fair. who are you I, using it on? I do. Well, think only like five teams use a franchise tag or transition tag every year. It's not that, but, flex. but, those teams, more times than not, are teams that believe that they can win a Super Bowl. Mm. And the Titans believe they can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's but what again, they're saying. That like the John Robinson, Mike Variable, who we need to grade because we can't run long like we always do. But for for that mindset, John Robinson has stated they believe that this is the year that they can win a Super Bowl, and they believe that they can do it with Ryan Tannehill. They have the pieces. It was unfortunate how the season ended, but they want to run it back and they want to see what they can do. Teams like that. It's like the Bucks. The Bucks did it last year because Chris Godwin, they didn't want him to get away because they believed that they could win a Super Bowl. So I'm not I'm not uh questioning what you just said because actually I, I'm in agreement of you, but the franchise tag is usually used in teams that believe that they have a shot. Or and the Titans or, are in that category. Or it's teams who are sucky, who are hanging on to somebody in hopes to trade them for assets. Like, and like the Titans it, aren't there. No, and the, like the Bears franchise tagged Allen Robinson because they didn't want to lose Allen Robinson for nothing. So they might, they, you know, they they didn't know what the hell they were going to be. So now they paid Allen Robinson. Well, they, they thought that they could draft Justin Fields and make a run in the playoffs. And Allen, right. Allen Robinson, who's a damn good wide receiver, he catches a lot of balls, could yes. help him. Right, but again, so, that's the franchise. But it's perception. You know, a lot of teams think that they can go win, and like the Washington football team this past year, they couldn't win with Brian Fitzpatrick. They they should have known that they weren't going to do anything. He got hurt, and they really didn't do anything. You know what I'm going to do? I, I don't like the Commanders, and so I'm just going to continue to call them the Washington Football Team. <laughs> I don't. I, I am indifferent on the Commanders. It just sounds. Uh, it sounds. I, I was like, ready to move on. I like. It, I'm not like. The Washington football team was such a bridge that they need to find their identity. So, you know, commandos, a lot of people call them the commandos. No, that's Hendersonville high school. Uh, But Washington commanders sounds like a movie that was made in the nineties that did not pay for the NFL rights. They had to come up with a fake team. 
That's the Washington Commanders. But anyway, let's move on to this conversation. Let us let's grade John Robinson and Mike Vrabel as their times uh, for as Titans GM and head coach. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where you need to go to get your new health plan. I got mine, and I'm saving twenty percent. FBHP.com slash A to Z. That's FBHP.com slash A to Z. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200 locations in the state of Tennessee. And the best part is my old plan, I was paying $214 a month. My new plan, I'm paying $166. Now, that is based on me. I had to go through a health assessment. I had to go. It's like 30 minutes. It's pretty easy. They asked me a bunch of questions, pre-existing, all that other stuff. And my health plan came out in a couple of days, and they said, look, you're going to save 20%, plus it's better coverage. When they say better coverage, you see that right there on the screen? That is the truth. It's a better deductible. It has better allowances for vision and dental. It's just an overall better health plan. Well, I would tell you to just go take a look. See if it's better, and it probably is. It saved me – well, look, I don't do math on air, but – $214 $214 minus $166 or some, you know, cents in between. That's a good saving every month. That is Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A to Z. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code this week. This week, big game coming up on Sunday. Use our code ATOZ200. And all you got to do is make your first deposit of at least $10, then place a $10 Moneyline wager on either team to win Sunday. And when any team scores, whenever a touchdown scored on Sunday, you're going to win 200 bucks uh, right there with the BetMGM app. So take advantage of that today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions, all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued on non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach, now we're going to grade... Uh, the uh, the GM, John Robinson, and head coach Mike Vrabel and what they've done so far in their careers with the Titans. Let's start with John Robinson. Six years. Six years as Titans GM. What grade would you give John Robinson in his six years? I'm curious to see who's going to grade out higher between Robinson or Vrabel. Like from in the, the chat, chat or from us? From the chat. I'm curious about the, I know how I'm going to do you it. You don't but. care about me? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no. I, I, I have my answer, and I think my answer is absolutely correct. I look at John Robinson's body of work, and I give him an A-. minus. That is my grade. I thought John Robinson from when he took over, and look, I covered I mean, Rustin Webster and uh, the guys before. Mike Reinfeldt? Mike Reinfeld, I was in, I, in 2000, uh, I guess it was eight. I've been in press conferences uh, with Mike Reinfeld uh, doing intern work back in the day. Those guys are bad. And they got the franchise in a state of disarray. And John Robinson had to pull them from the depths of the NFL. And where did they, they went from the worst team back-to-back years, the worst and second worst with one and two picks, to now, the best seed in the AFC. Now, that deserves an A. An A-plus would be a Super Bowl win. They haven't done that, right? The A-minus comes in because of the misses on Isaiah Wilson, which is a very, very bad look. 
Rashawn Evans, he's been okay. I think he kind of salvaged his complete and utter bust. I mean, he, he was a bust, but he wasn't like Isaiah Wilson bust. But I give John Robinson an A- minus just because I value where the Titans were before him. I value where the Titans were when he started. And I value where the Titans are now. So A- minus is my answer. Yeah, and I think he helped change the the culture too, right? Like the first movie really made was trading for DeMarco Murray, who became a tone setter for the franchise. Um, so I saw this from Emily Proud yesterday. Titans records total six seasons before John Robinson, they were 33 and 63. That is an average of a five and a half wins and 10 and a half losses per season, right? That's the six years before J-Rob. Once John Robinson took over, they are combined 59 and 38. That is 9.8 wins a year. So he's nearly doubled the yearly wins in the six years he's been here. So look, like I said earlier in the show, easier to go from the bottom to the middle. Harder to go from the middle to the top. And so they're above the middle. They're below the top. They're pretty damn close to the top, but they got to bust through that door. And they haven't been able to figure that out quite yet. So I think John Robinson A- minus is very appropriate for John Robinson. I, I, you know, if you say B+, plus, you're probably overemphasizing and overweighing the Isaiah Wilson, Kevin Dodds uh, type of draft picks. Um, and or, not no, I, or you could, I think the B plus, and I thought about B plus and, uh, the reason why I came with an a minus is my B plus grade would have come not based on Isaiah Wilson or his miss. I think it would have been become of not being able to appear in a super bowl within your super bowl window, but I gave him the opportunity maybe for the future in the next two years, right. With his constructed roster to get there. So a minus, I, I settled in, but it wasn't. I, I did think about B plus, but you know it, what? The, I came to an A minus. I think that's the right grade. You know what my separator was to go from B plus to A minus? The decision to fire Mike Malarkey after winning a playoff game because recognizing that's as good as Malarkey is going to get, and then going to get Mike Vrabel. I think that from John Robinson took a lot of gut to go to Amy Adams Strunk, who was like a year in from taking over and saying, uh, I know we just won a playoff game, but the guy who did it for us is not good enough. So we need to go get somebody who can take us to that next level. That takes a lot. And I think, that, and, and John Robinson and Malarkey had a good relationship. Like those guys hit the streets together early on in their careers as Titans head coach and GM together and went help to get it out of the dumps. But John Robinson had to put that aside and say, Mike Malarkey, thank you for your service. You've done a lot to get us where we need to go, but you can't take us where we need to be. And and Mike Vrabel is more likely to get you there because he's gotten farther than Malarkey, right? So will John Robinson figure that out about Ryan Tannehill? It's true. We Yeah. And, and look, he figured that and, out. And, about and I, ha I, I believe I have. I've gotten to my Malarkey point, and it doesn't seem like John Robinson has. 
But the good thing is, as you just said very eloquently, hey, he did that on Malarkey. When are you going to get to your Malarkey point on Ryan Tannehill? Did it on Marcus Mariota too, right? Went and got Ryan Tannehill in a trade. Chiefs did it on Alex Smith. They got to their Malarkey point. Uh, 49ers did it on Garoppolo. They got to their Malarkey point. They almost it happens. Them. Those yeah. are the time. Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, and and Alex Smith are all three Spider-Men looking at each other. They're the same. Yeah. And uh, we got to figure that out. I, I have. I think some of the fan base has. But you can't. And I'm not anti-Tannehill. Like, I'm not. But I also recognize it. I did the same thing with Mariota. I was out on Mariota about two years. Yep, Rams did it with golf. And you know what? And this is why I was so adamant about arguing uh, a little bit before with your first point, Austin. What round and what pick are the two Super Bowl quarterbacks drafted? One overall. One, one and one. one, right? So, like, it takes that type of quarterback to get and win the Super Bowl. Like, Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl, and I think Mahomes is an anomaly. I think that, that was just very good scouting, very good risk-taking, and it worked out because they had Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and some of the players that that helped Mahomes and his style, right? Well, here's, here's my answer to that's an anomaly, that that was really good scouting, great scouting by the Chiefs. Well, why can't the Titans be great scouts, right? Raise, because like, of your second point. <clears throat> What's your second point? modernize the offense their offense is not modern enough to take advantage of Mahomes's skill set but the, the if they would have drafted no if Mahomes okay. I believe if Mahomes needs to be Mahomes Mahomes can't be Mahomes if you have to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry I, I mean that's I don't the think, point I don't think they would have been like I know Mike Vrabel's a stubborn guy <laughs> like like just like you and I are stubborn but uh, I don't think he's that stubborn where if they had Patrick Mahomes, that they would be running Derrick Henry 25 times a game. I'm just saying that Derrick Henry's value is not the same, not even close to being the same, because Mahomes is so cerebral in his play. And you no, I, take I, that away I, if you have, and the Titans have to do this. Austin, you said it yourself. They have to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. They would be fools to. But if Patrick Mahomes is on their team, that would actually be idiotic to do what well, they yeah, have because to do. you have to adapt to your personnel. Every coach knows that. I just think that the Titans at some point, like I talked about earlier, when do you go from primary weapon Derrick Henry to secondary weapon Derrick Henry? And that's that point is going to happen. I just don't know when. But you need you know, the conductor to push the buttons and and do the gears. And yeah. Ryan Tannehill, I don't think is that guy. Yeah, neither is Todd Downing. All right, so. What's our grade for Vrabel? If we both say John Robinson deserves A minus, where is Mike Vrabel? Because so I'll, I'll, the, I'll, gonna, the, I'll yeah, no, I, I was gonna uh, I'm gonna let the the chat kind of trickle in, but I'll let you go first because I went first last time. <clears throat> so I, I kind of feel like look, Mike Vrabel's done a great job uh, overall, right? Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year this season. I think if we're grading specifically on this year, Mike Vrabel had an A coaching job. Overall, for four years, um, it's tough because can I justify giving Vrabel a higher grade than John Robinson? Who has done their job better? I think that's fascinating because I think John Robinson's role in 91 guys this regular season is undervalued. 
because John Robinson was the guy who was able to go sign these dudes off the couch. And then the coaching staff was able to implement them and get them ready to execute on short notice. So part of me wants to say Mike Vrabel overall four years is at a B plus because of early coaching learning lessons, which happens, right? And then he inherited a roster that won a playoff game. So his bar started higher than John Robinson's bar. And so that's really the, if I'm giving J-Rob an A minus, then I have to give Vrabel slightly lower just because of where they started their individual careers in their positions. Yeah, I, I, look, I think those, let, let's go to the chat. That's my logic on it. No, no, it's good logic. Again, that's why we do these these questions is because, look, nobody's giving them Fs or D minuses. That's, you know, right. that, it's crazy. Mark says A, Derek says A, Steven says A, Jarrell says B plus, Mike Vrabel gets an A minus from Nate's burner account. G-Man says A minus, uh, Brent just says Vrabel. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, uh, Vrabel done better than J Rob. I think is what. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, Vrabel is a minus from Charles. Robert says a. Brent says a. A minus for Vrabel. Yuri says B plus. So he's kind of with you. Yolanda says B. Mighty Mike uh, gets an A plus from Lou Man 007, the agent, the agent man. Uh, look, I think you, I think you justified your grade pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you did convince me to give him a B plus. I was going to give him an a minus before you started speaking, but I think the point that you said that resonated with me is he started at a higher point. Mm -hmm. He had guys, right? Like he had the construction of, he had Kevin Byard, right? I mean, he had the all pro pro bowl safety already in place. That does help. He had Taylor Lewan, who was a left tackle. I know what happened. Happened. Um, and, and, and American Toff on YouTube says Vrabel has to take some responsibility for the offensive coordinator too. Yes, he gets credit for Arthur Smith. He has to take responsibility for Todd Downing, and he also has to take responsibility for the defensive coordinator mishap from 2020. But he also gets credit for what how how it happened this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you have to take responsibility for your mistakes, but if you correct them, then you get credit for correcting them. So A and Z agree with A minus and how B plus. That? How about that? What a day! And I yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have any quarrels. I, I... <laughs> All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday show. We've got a quick conversation to try to win some money. Okay. So I think I think I have an interesting thought on this. The most likely NFL Super Bowl MVP long shot, and we've got our BetMGM odds coming up. But first, uh, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. If you're in, if you're in the area, definitely stop by. But if you're thinking about getting a car or a new vehicle for you, your family, your son or daughter that may be turning 16, you want fuel efficiency, you want safety, you want cost effectiveness. And if you want new or used, Wilson County Hyundai has you covered. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. I've got the Palisades at SUV. Maybe that's for your wife. Uh, maybe it's the Elantra for your daughter. Maybe it's the Sonata for your son. Maybe it's the Santa Fe for you. Who knows? They have your perfect make and model. All for a great price at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. 
Again, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. It's a great week to do it because if you haven't done it yet, they've got a great new user opportunity for you. Use the code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. All you got to do is make a minimum $10 uh, deposit, and then you put a $10 money line wager on either team on Sunday. I'd pick Cincinnati because they got the better odds for that because you're going to win $200 when either team scores a touchdown. So as long as there's one touchdown scored on Sunday, you will get $200 if you put a $10 money line wager down on either team. That's BetMGM. Download the app with our code ATOZ200. So now let's talk about props, right? Because props, that's always fun to talk about with this Super Bowl. Uh, so we've got Super Bowl MVP odds. We're going to ask and figure out what is the best long shot MVP bet and we've got our bet mgm odds up here zach right all right so uh we're this is who we're going to take away because uh we're taking away these are not long shots these are kind of best so let's quickly go through this the matthew stafford has the best odds at plus 135 which makes sense joe burrows plus 225 cooper cup is interesting plus 600 then it starts dropping off with donald chase obj acres Mixon, t higgins these are off limits Okay, T. these Higgins are not long off shots. Limits? These are, are off limits. You can't okay. pick these guys. Okay. You cannot pick these guys. But I want to ask you real quick, Austin, who would you who would you take right here? Is it just Stafford? Is it as easy as that? Um. Well, so I, you know, here's I've had I had a lot of Rams futures, uh, and so I was hedging my Rams futures with my Bengals bets for the game. I, I put a ten dollar free bet on Joe Burrow to win the MVP at plus 225 because I'm hedging with the Bengals winning, right? And so if the Bengals win, the best chance is for Burrow to also win the MVP. So the Bengals money line is plus 165. So Burrow at plus 225 uh, is, is that bet. So I would probably go with Burrow or Cup. Cup has to score two touchdowns to get it, right? Matt Stafford, I think, is again, he has the best shot. But I would go with Burrow or Cooper Cup. I I go with Cup out of those okay. guys. I think he has the ability to score three touchdowns. And three cu- touchdowns catching as a wide receiver, I think the hard part is they're probably going to give, like, it needs to be like a, a jet sweep for Cup in the like, red yeah, zone. It needs to be catch and run, right? It can't just be catching it in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're going to get, Stafford's going to get credit for that. Yeah, didn't, so uh, Deion, didn't Deion Branch? Get a Super Bowl MVP for catching three touchdowns? Yeah. He did. Here are the long shots. So this is the question we're asking you guys is pick one MVP long shot out of these players. Now, you got a lot more. If you could see, you got Von Miller with the best odds at plus 5,000 of these long shots. Guys that catch my eye, you've got Van Jefferson. You've got uh, Tyler Higby. I don't think Eli Apple is going to get it. All of the guys at the bottom have got to have multiple pick sixes to win, mm-hmm. right? And then you also have, where's Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey's plus 10,000. Jalen Ramsey, I think, is my pick out of all of these guys. He has the ability to intercept the ball possibly twice because he's going to be guarding Chase, Right. They're going to force it into chase if, let's say, they're behind. If he gets a pick six and another interception, I think Jalen Ramsey can get the plus 10,000, which is unbelievable odds. 
because it doesn't involve touchdown passes, right? Yeah. We talked about the Stafford throws three to cup. Stafford's going to get it. I mean, he's just is. It's he is. It's he's earned that. Out Von of all Miller's his career in Detroit, you have to give it to him. Von Miller is interesting too because Von Miller, I think, has had a sack in seven of his last eight games, and we know what that Bengals offensive line can't do: pass block off the edge. Isaiah Prince is the will be the worst right tackle to ever start in a Super Bowl. I don't even know all of the right tackles who have started in Super Bowls. There's been 55 of them. Isaiah Prince, well, actually, there's been 110 of them. Isaiah Prince will be uh, the next, the worst one out of all of them. He's terrible. So I think Von Miller is a good one as well. But I'm, I'm going to go, and several of you guys have said this in the chat. I'm also going to go at plus 10,000, but I'm going to go with Evan McPherson. The Bengals kicker, because Evan McPherson has been money in all three playoff games. He has gone 12 for 12 field goals. The Bengals have only scored four touchdowns in the in the playoffs. Well, I guess five because they went for two on one of them against Kansas City. So he's only kicked four extra points. And so, and look at, he's hit, he's three for three beyond 50. He's also got three game winners and, and, and as a kicker. I think Evan McPherson at plus 10,000 just be just because Give me a scenario real quick that he could win though. Oh, if if the game is the same damn game the Bengals have played three times already. Joe Burrow still gets it. If Evan McPherson hits a 52 yarder to win the damn game, and he's and that's like his third or fourth field goal of the day. So it's got to be fifteen to fourteen, and he he kicks five field goals in his last field goals. To no, win I mean it could be yards. it could be twenty. Let's say it's uh, the, the, but it's not the the reason why I don't think that that will happen again. This is a long shot. This is plus ten thousand. No, <laughs> but the, the reason why I think that that's too far fetched is because the Rams will score points. The, the Bengals' defense is bad enough that the Rams will score points. So that takes him out of the MVP running, in my opinion. I, I disagree. If you kick field goals, Joe Burrow's not scoring touchdowns. If, if Evan McPherson kicks and makes three or four field goals, and, he, and that includes a game winner, like, like he's done three times in a row, I, I think he can win the MVP. Again, it's plus 10,000. We're talking about long shots for a reason. But I like that. Plus ten thousand, just put a little bit down on it. And see what the hell happens. Put ten bucks to win a thousand. Is that, is that what right? the odds are? Ten bucks to win a thousand at plus ten thousand. Yeah, sure. If you want to do that, put one down and I win hundred. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey get get two picks, a pick six. He gets it. He wins. He, he's going to get the yeah, MVP. But Joe Burrow doesn't throw interceptions that often. And when they do, when he does, they're typically deflections. And I don't know if that's a Jalen Ramsey's type interception. But Jaylen he's Ramsey, the best cornerback. Yeah, but Jalen Ramsey usually gets direct picks where Burrow's well, throwing Burrow's tips. forcing balls from a come-from-behind situation, right, to chase. I don't know. I mean, again, they're long shots. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but I do yeah. think the pretty good – Pretty good opinions through the chat and you and I. All right, time to throw shade. My shade involves a train. We will throw shade to wrap up our Wednesday show. But real quick, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse 
Rentyourhome.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, uh, whether it's creating extra cash flow for you and your family or uh, creating long-term equity and building on that equity to get your retirement plan ready because you're renting out your property instead of selling it. There are alternatives to selling your house and Renters Warehouse, they are the pros, the landlords, they can do it all. You don't have to do anything, but get the money. They get the money, they just give it to you. So RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. We just talked about BetMGM. You can place those long shot bets by downloading the app today. Use that promo code and a special promo code, ATOZ200, for a $10 money line wager on Pro Football's final game to win $200 when a touchdown is scored. So hopefully McPherson's not the only guy scoring and you can get hooked up there. Uh, You've got shade on a train. I've got a derailed train, so this is going to work out pretty, pretty, pretty well. Time for uh, throwing shade on this Wednesday. I will begin with my shade that does involve a train. So, uh, last week, I want to say it was last Thursday, Zach and I had a meeting uh, at a regular spot that we meet at in the Nashville area. So I'm driving from, I had two other meetings before it. So I'm hitting third meeting in a row, tight on time, getting there on time, scheduled to be there on time. And I come up and there is a train stopped, like literally half a block away from our meeting spot. The train is stopped on the tracks, blocking the road. I call Zach because I'm guessing he went through this train situation. He says, yeah, just turn left, go down there and you can go get around the trains. All right, cool. So I turn left. And I go down to get around said train. I see the first right that I can take and there's no train. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I drive through there and I see that the gate to get to where I need to go is closed. So now I'm stuck. I got to turn around. And as I'm turning around, the guy working the train moves the train down the tracks like 400 feet and parks it right in front of me as I'm coming back out. I have turned around and I'm heading back out to go get around the train further where I can get to the meeting spot. But the guy sees me driving towards the exit and he waves the train on and then he stops the train for 25 minutes, trapping me in this, in this area. And I could not get the hell out. Because the gate was closed behind me. He stopped me there. I waited for 25 minutes for this bozo to move the train back for me to get going. And he saw me doing this. He saw me turn around and head back and could not give me another 15 seconds. Is all I needed to, to get out of there. But I was stuck behind a train, trapped for 25 minutes. Pissed smoke coming out of my ears. That is my shade on that train guy. I do think, and I stand by, if you would have gone all the way down, you would have avoided the train like I avoided the train. Well, yeah, but I, but again, I, I thought, but again, I was, if I the gate wasn't. I go all the way down. Yes, but if the gate wasn't closed, then I could have. And I, I couldn't tell the gate was closed when I turned. I just got into the same situation and I avoided that situation by going all the way down and avoiding the train, right? Because the track, as you know, it just continues to run. So if you go down and there, you will eventually have to cross it, right? So 
yes. logic tells you that you need to drive as far down for you not to see the train and then turn right across the tracks. But again, <laughs> if, if the gate was open, I would have been fine. And if if it, <laughs> yeah, but you're relying on other people in that. No, city. but I, but and again, what do like we the, know? That I would never do that. Yes, but again, that train, God, that made me so mad. Made me so angry, so angry. So that's uh, my shade. So some some shade coming in. Uh, Dimitri says shade on Marcus Morris for trying to hurt John Morant last night. I did see that. That was he got not. ejected. He got ejected uh, on a breakaway, and good thing that John Morant was uh, actually really good that he wasn't injured for first sake not being injured, but second, I had a prop bet on his over and it won. It, yeah, uh, Jabu says, but how big was the train? Because it takes a while for the train to stop. It wasn't. It wasn't like an active train. It was like. It was like eight cars of it. It was long enough to block me in there for 25 minutes and they were pushing it. It was not actively going with an engine. They were pushing it down the tracks to shift it back and forth as they were working on something. Aaron shade is at Lowe's because they bought a new dishwasher and now have to call a plumber to fix the problem. Yeah, that is no good. That is, that's definitely not good. Uh, Nate says, uh, Nate's burner, not Nate. But Nate's burner account says shade on Alvin Kamara. I mean, wow, you're an FL player. Be better. From what I know about that situation, uh, the NFL knew about that arrest prior to the Pro Bowl and let him play. And now nothing's really happening. I, I didn't see the video. I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen the video either. Is I've there a heard video? it's out. I just haven't looked for it. What you know, I've heard that there's video of him just wailing on a person for like seven straight punches. Uh, Gabriel says shade is on uh, his UPS driver. I have to put chains on my tires so I can have, I can get pe to people's houses to deliver useless crap. They don't need like a 20, uh, like 27 phone cases. Oh, he is a UPS driver. So that is his shade is mm. having to, to fight the elements. Right, but yeah, and not throwing shade on you, Gabriel, but you did sign up for this, right? You are delivering. <laughs> I mean, like, I have, I have less feel for you. The you did sign up to deliver packages, regardless of what the package packages are. But I, uh, I do think there is a responsibility of employer to make sure that their employees are safe, and if some conditions are unsafe, they should not just say you have to deliver the package no matter what. But again, I don't know the circumstance of each you know, it's a specific situation. So quickly, uh, Demetrius, shade on Auburn for dancing on Arkansas's lo logo before the game and loss. I, I do want to say something about that game. If you watched last night, it ended in overtime on a final dunk, right? And the awesome part about this dunk, and you can go back to highlights, is guy gets breakaway dunks, and it is timed perfectly that sparks fly from the top of the goalpost and he swings around over the Auburn defender, swings around over the Auburn defender, goes over him, over the legs, so that's just like an FU even more. We just beat yep. the number one team in the country. The Auburn defender, who's just gotten dunked on, essentially, or at least the swung around, turns around like he wants to go after the Arkansas dunker and then realizes that everybody has rushed the court and kind of, just says, all right, I'm going to not go after him. Yeah. <laughs> like takes his medicine. It was unbelievable. And I saw that. I was like, 
that how did that just transpire yeah. boom 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 but it was it was awesome also bad beat last night in college basketball too kentucky was a 10 and a half point favorite uh against south carolina up by 10 with seconds clicking ticking off the clock kentucky outlets it down to a big man right with nobody around him eight seconds left he had a wide open dunk to finish the game and to put an exclamation point on it the kentucky guy goes like he's gonna lay it in or dunk it then dribbles out like four steps and then is like no i want to dunk it and then goes back to dunk it but the clock expires before he dunked so all so kentucky did not cover the 10 and a half because he, he hesitated for four seconds on a potential cover dunk at the end, just pain. That's wild. Pain. I'll make mine short and sweet. My right. shade is to one man and one man only, and the trade deadline is looming. My this you talk about a derailed train, Russell Westbrook. That is my shade. That guy has been god awful all season long, and I told I knew it was going to happen. And I watched the Lakers because I watched LeBron. I watched him last night against the Bucks too. Russell Westbrook is atrocious. And the problem is, is they can't trade him because nobody wants him. I don't know why the Lakers want him in the first place. Probably the only reason is just because buddy, buddy LeBron and Carmelo wanted to get together and play on some old ass team. They have now nixed their opportunity to go back to an NBA finals. I don't even know. I'm questioning how they even got there a couple of years ago in the bubble. But this man is not going to take you anywhere. I am out on Russell Westbrook. I think they need to trade him away. I thought that they needed to trade him away the second they got him. So that is my shade. Good shade. Good shade. All right. We are out of here for this Wednesday. Buck Rising Live, A to Z Sports Primetime, tonight at 8 o'clock Central Time from Super Bowl Radio Row. So looking forward to seeing what Buck has planned for the next couple of nights there uh, in L.A. for primetime. Uh, so we will see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday. It'll be a good show. We've got a couple other Titans topics planned for the rest of the week as we inch closer and closer to Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. So we will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Appreciate it. Adios.